just ask you to join in prayer with me. I feel Holy Spirit wants us to just pray for Israel. Lord, we praise you that you are the shade over Israel. You are the divine covering within the walls of Jerusalem. That's good. Yeah, play. Worthy are you, Jesus. Lord, we lift up Israel and we pray for its walls and its protection, for its peace, for its prosperity. We pray your peace within the walls of Jerusalem today and every day. May your favor continue to cover. May it prosper and may it be blessed among nations. May you become a light to the Jewish people that they may see and call upon you and see the sacrifice of Christ, that he is the true Messiah, that he is the Messiah, and they will call upon your name. We come against any plans of the enemy to come against that nation in any way. We ask you to protect her from nuclear, all the nuclear threats and all the hate of all the surrounding neighbors. Protect her. Bring revival to that nation. Bring the people, your people back to that nation. Let the way of the Lord be prepared for your coming again. Prepare that nation. Cover it. We pray for its leaders, its government. We bless you to bless Israel. And Lord, we lift up Andres and his daughter Gabriela and his wife, a grandbaby there in Spain. Thank you for the privilege and honor of knowing this humble servant. Thank you, Lord, for a church that is, has a heart for missions, that we can support these heroes that are not seen or known by man, but they are known by you. Encourage him. Bless his ministries in Argentina as well as Spain and Portugal. Bless him, Lord. Let him know that he's not forgotten, that he is loved. Bless all of our missionaries. And Lord, bless Sister Irene and her husband and family. The feeding program there in Israel. Bring resources and let them be used mightily. Lord, we pray for the Christians in Chile. We pray for those who have lost loved ones. And we thank you for the revival sparks that have already been in Chile for years now. We praise you that you will use this to explode a wonderful revival all through South and Central America. We bless Chile her borders in Jesus name we praise you and we thank you for it in Jesus name and if you agree can you say amen amen, amen in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah if you have your Bibles turn with me to Psalms chapter 106 Psalms chapter 106 hallelujah just been sharing with you little truths and scriptures this will be the third week about redemption if we know that we're redeemed, we will say so. There's aggressiveness and there is a boldness that will cause you to be bold as a lion in any circumstance when we understand and we walk in faith in who we are in our redemption through Jesus Christ. So we want to just build line upon line and brick upon brick and just continue in these areas of this wonderful purchase that we've received through Christ Jesus. And I want you to see uh, tonight in redemption of the Lord... Verse 10, it says, 
He saved them from the hand of him who hated them. Hated them. And redeemed. Somebody shout out redeemed. Redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. Aren't you glad that you have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy tonight? Amen. Do, do you know, Brother Greg, do you know if I happen to have the message there? Do I have the message there or not? No. The message translation says, he saved them from a life of oppression. That's what redemption means. He saved them from a life of oppression. Luke 4, 18, he came to let the oppressed go free. It says here in the message, he saved their life, saved them from a life of oppression. And he pried them loose from the grip of the enemy. He pried you loose from the grip of the enemy. You may feel like you're in the enemy's grip tonight, but he's prying you loose from the grip of the enemy. That's what redemption did. And the enemy wants to grab you, and he's prying you loose. He's prying you loose to set you free from the oppression of the enemy. Oh, that's good news. He's pried you loose from the grip of the enemy. I shared with you about how it means the enemy grabs you by the throat and suffocates you. But Jesus come and, and takes his hand away from your throat so you're not going to suffocate or, or strangle my people. He will not strangle the life of Christ inside of you. He will pry you loose from the hand of the enemy. I want to share with you the definition of that word hand there. He saved them from the hand. I looked up this word in the lexicon, and it means one who deprives another out of what is rightfully his, openly and through violence. You may want to take this definition down. The word hand. He saved them from the hand of him who hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. It's used twice, and we'll hear it more. That word hand, I kept seeing it over, so it caught my attention. One who deprives another. The devil has no right to deprive you openly or violently from what is rightfully yours. Shout amen. amen. You have been purchased, redeemed. You, the king of kings has ownership of you. This church has an alarm system with a code. And if you don't know the code, you open that door, the police will be here in three seconds. Because you don't have a rightful place to open the door without knowing the code. You don't know the code, you don't get in rightfully. But there's an alarm through the blood, there's an alarm of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that needs to go off every time that the enemy openly. Something just, something just gets, rises up on the inside of you. Proverbs says that the line rises up and they don't follow. The coward flees before the line, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Something rises up on the inside of you. How dare you openly challenge a child of the living God. You saved me. Of the one who deprives another of what is rightfully and openly theirs. For no reason. It continues to see, say, for no reason. For no reason. It says it there in the lexicon. He openly tries to deprive you for no reason. Just to do it. He's a bully. The more we get into redemption, more we see the work of the enemy. is just to try to deprive you and bully us. Scare tactics. He's worse than the Taliban, I promise you. He's the root of all evil and all wrong and all death, all curse. But Jesus says, I have 
taking the, the, the power, the oppression. I've pried his fingers loose from your grip when I died for you on the cross and you accepted my sacrifice. It means to crush the thief, to crush him. Just because he's a thief. He does it just because he's a thief. But Jesus crushed him. Amen. The, the hand. One who deprives another phone is rightfully his openly and by violence for no apparent reason but just to do it. But it's finished. Jesus cried out from the cross and I claim my rights in his cries. Tonight we'll see. I claim my rights through his wounds. I claim my rights through his pain. I claim my rights through the price he paid. Every one of us, child of God. And the word redeemed means to rip the nets of the trapper. When Jesus redeemed you, he ripped the nets. And it talks about the nets of the bird, the nets of the fish, how the nets were breaking in Peter's boat. It talks about ripping the very nets that the trapper used to try to entrap you. When Jesus redeemed you, he ripped the nets. It means to release and to fulfill the duties of one in relationship. Now get this. This is that word in, here in Psalms. Redeemed has a lot of definitions, but this is this Hebrew word here. It means to fulfill the duties of redeeming as one in relationship. And he uses the example of Ruth and so forth. But it gives this word <laughs> to fulfill the duty of an older brother in taking care of the widow of his brother or taking care of those in relationship. It is the duty of the older brother to fulfill the covenant of promise to family. And Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, is our older brother before our Father God. And he's made a vow to fulfill everything he promised to those in relationship to the Father through him, through Jesus Christ. Jesus is not only my Savior, my King, he's my older brother to fulfill the promise that God has to you and I. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? To fulfill the duties in a relationship. To fulfill the duties of the covenant of the promises. And we're going to see some of these tonight. I want you to see another verse where the hand is here. It says, and this is in the work of the book of Micah 5.9. Micah 5.9. Uh, this is the New King James. It says, your hand. And that hand, if you look it up, it's the same word for hand. It's the same word of one who deprives another. But look what it says here. But I will raise your hand to deprive the thief. I will anoint and empower your hand to deprive the thief of trying to steal and kill and destroy your finances, your children, your family, even our nation. That's redemption. Your hand shall be lifted against your adversaries and all your enemies shall be cut off. All your enemies shall be cut off. Now, I'm going to be a little graphic here, but look, it's in the Bible, it's in the Hebrew. So let me just show, tell you, one of the first definitions they give there for the word cut off is, all your enemies shall be castrated. And I know you're thinking, boy, he was on it this morning, he's getting on it tonight. No, I was talking about marriage this morning, tonight it's castration. <laughs> In the Hebrew he says, all of your enemies shall be castrated. In other words, all of your enemies shall be cut off to where they're not able to reproduce in your lineage or the lineage of anyone else again. 
The havoc that the enemy has caused in your life is going to be cut off. Is the word for castration? Is the word for circumcision? In other words, what's been cut off cannot be put back. And what the enemy has been trying to do to you is going to be cut off to where he will not have the power to come against you and to do it anymore. That his power has been cut off and now the power is in your hand. The Lord has put power and anointing in your hand by his might, by his dominion, by his authority. Oh, that's good news. It means to castrate. It means to circumcise. It means to root out. And if you haven't liked any of those words, then I'm sure you'll be comfortable with the word means to eliminate. You're more comfortable with that? When I'm talking about the devil, I love the word castration. It means to eliminate. You're eliminated. My Jesus went the rounds with you. And at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you thought you won, but he cried out and he won. And the third day, he rose from the grave and he eliminated you of your power. He's eliminated. Oh, death, where is your sting? He eliminated the power of the enemy. It means to withdraw, to eliminate, to remove. It means this. It means the, it talks about castration and circumcision because it goes back. The old covenant is broken. The covenant that stood for the curse is broken over your life. Redemption. I love the message translation. It says, with your arms raised in triumph over your foes, your enemies will be no more. Aren't you thankful that when you're raising your hands, you're saying that the enemy's been destroyed and I'm the one triumphing Jesus Christ. Amen. The uh, English Standard Version says all of your enemies shall be cut off. The Living Bible says all of your enemies are wiped out. The Spanish Version said all of your adversaries or adversities will be destroyed. Who is our adversary? Glad you asked. That's the message right there. With your arms raised up in triumph over your foes, your enemies will be no more. No more. Now here's 1 Peter. Look what it says here in 1 Peter uh, 5.8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. What did we just hear? With arms raised over your adversary, your enemies will be no more. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about roaring like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. But your heavenly Father personally saved you, rescued you, purchased you, redeemed you. And our elder brother, the Lord and headship of this church, Jesus Christ. And you're going to see that the word headship, the head cornerstone, comes into the word redemption. And it comes into you, making you the head. You'll see that in just a moment. It goes on to say, Galatians 3.13. Christ has what? Redeemed. What? Say it out loud. Redeemed me. Say, redeemed me. Say it out loud again. Redeemed me. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs upon the tree. Aren't you glad you're free tonight, church? Free from what? It says in Deuteronomy 28, 15 and verse 22 in the New Living. But if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and do not obey all the commands and decrees I'm giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. I don't receive overwhelmed. Amen? I don't receive the curse. I've been redeemed from that. You've been redeemed from that. It says the Lord will strike you with wasting disease, fever, inflammation, scorching heat, drought, blight, mildew. These disasters will pursue you until you die. I tell you, I thank God I'm, de I'm delivered from that right now. I don't have nothing chasing after me till I die, but 
the joy of his salvation. Come on, can you praise the Lord tonight? The joy of his salvation. The, the joy of his salvation. We're going to see how much the word joy is in the word redeemed. Man, it's a celebration. Hallelujah. Uh. Deuteronomy 28, 15. It talks here about lung diseases. Fever. How many of you know Jesus and Peter went around healing fevers? Amen. Verse 27 says, all that appears on the skin, all the things you read as far as curse goes, the Bible calls it an adversity, an adversary. Now, I've given you some scriptures that said that the adversity and the adversaries of the enemy have been destroyed over you because you've been purchased, so be bold in it. The hand of the adversary will not come against me wrongfully and openly. It has no right to come against me. I rise up against my adversary. Be sober. Be vigilant. Be ready. Be watchful. Have the armor of God on. Be ready against your adversary. Don't let ad your adversary and don't let adversity come against you and bring you down. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. It's an adversary. Resist it. Deuteronomy 28. Well, there was verse 22. But... Deuteronomy 20, verse 35, it says, The Lord will cover your knees and your legs with incurable boils. In fact, you'll be covered from the head to the foot, but you're going to find the reverse, that you're going to be blessed from the hairs to the foot. Then the Lord will overwhelm you and your children with undescribable plagues, and the plagues will be intense and without relief. i got to catch up with y'all here. These plagues will be uh, miserable and unbearably sick. He will afflict you with all the diseases of Egypt that you feared so much. Oh, that's affliction. Feared so much. And you will have no relief. The Lord will afflict you with every sickness and plague there is, even those not mentioned in the book of instruction, until you are destroyed. How many are thankful, thankful that Jesus destroyed the works of the enemy? Though you become as numerous as the stars in the sky, few of you will be left because you would not listen to the Lord your God. Oh, you're not in line to inherit that. You're not in line to inherit. You did not inherit that. Say, I did not inherit that. I am in relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ, and I have received the inheritance of the firstborn, Jesus Christ. The first one born from the ray, raised from the dead, went into the Holy of Holies, made a way for me. I've inherited what God has promised in Jesus, my elder brothers, in relationship with me, to make sure that it works in my life and works in your life. We did not receive, we did not inherit the curse. Amen. It says in Exodus chapter 23, 25, and 26 in the New Living Bible, you must serve only the Lord your God. You do that. And it says, and if you do, say, I'm doing it. He says, I will bless you with food and water, and I will what? Protect you from what? Say it. Protect me from illness. Say it. Protect me from illness. Say it again. Protect me from illness. And it goes on to say, there will be no miscarriages or infertility in your land, and I will give you long, say with me, I will give you long, full lives. He says, I will, uh, I will protect you from illness, and I will give you long, full lives. Just raise your hands and praise the Lord for that right now. Long, full lives. Long, full lives and protect you from sicknesses in Jesus' name. Amen. You receive that. Psalms 103, verse 2, it says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. Amen? It says, what does it say? He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. Amen. Do you receive that tonight? 
crowns me with love and tender mercies. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. This is the message translation. It says here, Yet it was our weaknesses, my weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Is that good news or is that good news? Do you receive that children of Jesus, children of God most high through Jesus Christ? Do you receive that? Oh, isn't that a precious promise? Amen. Let me see. Do I have it in the message? Yes. But the fact is, see, that's aggressive. That's confidence. That's faith. But the fact is, it was our pains he carried. Our disfigurements. All the things wrong with us. All the things wrong with us. We thought he brought on himself that God was punishing for his own failures. But it was our sins that did that to him that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins. He took the punishment. And that made us whole. And through his bruises, we get healed. Through his bruises, we get healed. I wrote here, he suffered for our diseases. He bore your diseases. He was pierced in his brow and in his hands and in his feet and in his side. and his back tore up, he was pierced for our rebellions pierced through. He was beaten. That you can have peace. And Jesus, our elder brother, who maintains the relationship of the covenant, he was whipped for our healing. He confirmed what God promised by what he did. And it's all the promise for you. Let's look at the life of Christ. Oh, I got to go back here. Look what it says. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And what did he do? He cast out the spirits with a word. The word is still, that word is in you. That word is in you and upon you, speaking over you. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled. He confirmed it, spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, He himself took our infirmities and what? Bore our sicknesses. Can you praise him for it? Not another sick day. Amen. Not another sick day. Hallelujah. Let me catch up here. I'm sorry. It says here in Luke 4, 40 and 41, when the sun was setting, all those who had, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on them, and every one of them, and healed them. And demons also came out of many crying out, saying, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them did not allow them to speak, for they knew he was the Christ. It's bad when demons know who he is more than the church does. Demons tremble every time you say the name Jesus in faith. He relieved them with his word, and that word is abiding, and that word is for you. Isn't that good news? And the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out of him, and he healed them all. That healing power 
It ab- it's not only available, it abides in you. Jesus is in you. That it's available to heal you, deliver you, pry the fingers of sickness and affliction off of you through the power of Jesus' name. Amen. It goes on to say here, he, in 1 Peter 2, 24, 25, this is the message. He used his servant's body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin, rid of it, free to live the right way. His wounds became our healing. Oh, that is powerful. His wounds became our healing. Do you receive that? And then it goes on to say, you were a lost sheep with no idea who you were or where you were going. That's how we were. Now you're named and kept for good by the shepherd of your soul. Say, I'm named. The Father knows your name. The Father knows your name. And healing is for you. It's in your name and inheritance given to your name. Now look at this. This is Isaiah chapter 35 verse 10. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. With everlasting joy on their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness. Say, I receive that. See, with redeemed comes joy and gladness. And with redeemed, the affliction of sorrow and sighing, it shall flee away. Can I hear an amen? amen. The word everlasting there is awesome. In the Hebrew, it means times past. He is known as the Ancient of Days. And this word everlasting means that the Ancients of Days went all the way into the Garden of Eden. And anything and everything that could have been against mankind and the curse against mankind, the Ancients of Days, anything in your past, that word everlasting means he went and he grabbed everything against you. And he took it. And he nailed it to the cross. That word everlasting, anything you've done, any of your mistakes that's under the blood of Jesus, that means times past, the ancients of days, uh, out of time, went to bring joy upon your heads. That word head means the subtotal. Write this down. The word head there in the Hebrew means the subtotal of who you are and what you have. He redeemed the subtotal. What makes you you, who you are, what you have, is the subtotal of who you are. It's the word from hair to toe. Not just head. If you don't have any hair, then it's head. But it means hair to toe. It means your head is represented by the head of the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. The source and the victory of power that now crowns you. But there's something very interesting here. The word their head means not only did Jesus go all the way in the past and anything that you've ever done and anything that any curse that was alive, he took it and nailed it to the cross. That word head there doesn't only mean the head of the cornerstone. It means the beginning of your new journey in life. When you accepted Christ, Jesus came and he poured oil upon the altar. That that's the beginning. 
That's the beginning of your new beginning. When they crossed over the river Jericho, the second river that was uh, opened up, they took the stones that the priest's feet had stepped on. When the priest had to carry the ark and get into the water, and when they got waist deep into the water, then the water opened in the river Jericho for them to go over and fight Jericho. And the rocks that the priest stood upon, they took those rocks and they built an altar on the other side to talk about how they did the crossing over. Well, when you accepted Jesus, we went to the cross of Calvary, and there was a pouring of oil upon that cross cross for you and I and Jesus the head cornerstone made our head cornerstone saying this is the beginning of all journeys the new journey starts here with my blood who purchased and made a way for them to walk in the new living way the way of Zion and I am the head cornerstone but they're also part of this cornerstone and I am the head of the church and I'm making anointing and I'm calling it today the beginning of a journey but it's a journey it's a new journey it's a beginning of a new life he that has the son has life hallelujah I come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly he's become the head he's the beginning beginning of my journey but he's not only the beginning of my journey he's the ending of my journey but the good news is that my life is not going to have an ending because when I'm absent from this body I'm going to be present from the Lord so he's the beginning but forget the end because there is no end it's just everlasting joy everlasting joy everlasting joy because he is my head cornerstone he began my journey hallelujah and then it says it again in Isaiah 51. So the ransomed or the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. The beginning of my journey. They shall obtain joy, gladness, and sorrow, and sighing shall flee away. And listen to this. I, even I, am he who comforts you. And, and I don't have time to go over comfort tonight, but I tell you what, if you've ever lost a loved one or you're going through the most hideous, hardest time of your life, the definition in little letters is about that big of just this word comfort. And he says, I, even I, am he who comforts you. you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die and of the son of man who will, make, who, who will be made like grass? And you forget, and you forget the Lord, your maker. How easy it is to forget that we're redeemed from the Lord God Almighty. Who stretched out the heavens. God wants to brag a little bit of who he is. And lay the foundations of the earth. He talked to Job the same way and it saved him. You have feared continually every day. Because of the fury of the oppressor. When he... Fury of the oppressor, when he has prepared to destroy, this must be a different translation, but when he has prepared to destroy, and where is the fury of the oppressor? Here we go. The captive exile hastens. Listen, that he may be loosed. Somebody shout out, that he may be loosed. I am loosed. I am loosed. I am loosed. That he should not die in the pit. Do you realize you're delivered from hell? You're not going to die in the pit. You know, we get so excited when we think about where we're going for a vacation. Boy, isn't it exciting just to know we're going to be in heaven? 
We're not going to die in the pit. And that his bread should not fail. The covenant will not fail you. But I am the Lord your God. And he brags some more who divided the sea whose waves roared. The waves roared. I said, you're going to divide. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I've put my words in your mouth. And I've covered you with the shadow of my hand. There's the shadow. That I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth and say to Zion, what? You are my people. Somebody shout out, I am the child of God. We are the people of God called by his name. We are the redeemed of the Lord. What a wonderful thing just to come here on Sunday night. I mean, just keep reminding yourselves, I am the redeemed of the Lord. My name's in the Lamb Book of Life. Take that, devil. Mm. Let me quickly give you the definition of the word change, a comfort here, just a little bit of it. The word comfort here means, listen to this. The word comfort here means not just to comfort you in your problem. It means in the Hebrew, I'm going to change your heart. I'm just not going to give you a peace in your trial. I'm going to change your heart so sorrow and sighing has to flee away because you're going to have a change of heart to where you're not going to even remember why you were sorrow and sighing in the first place. It means I'm going to change your heart. It means I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to change your purpose, and I'm going to change the conduct. Is that good news or is that good news? I'm going to change it. You're not even going to be able to remember why you were feeling so blue because I'm going to change your mind, your conduct. I'm going to change everything. I'm going to change your purpose. The word comfort there means, and I'm going to, ooh, listen to this. I'm going to give you a display of my deepest feelings towards you. I'm going to give you a display. How did he do it? He said his son. I'm going to give you a display that I don't hold your sins against you. I'm going to give you a display of how deep my love is that I will not withhold even my only begotten son. I'm going to put on display that he's going to humble himself of all the glory of heaven. And he's going to humble himself in the form of a servant. And he's going to even serve those who are going about to betray him. And he's going to be able to love them and forgive them and love them with the perfect love like you've never seen. And I'm going to put on display my deepest feelings. And not only am I going to put on display through him, but when you have him, I'm going to put on display in your life a comfort that will change your mind, change your purpose, change your heart, change your conduct. I'll change you totally with the display of the love of my son. I would display my deepest feelings towards you. Get ready for this. That word comfort, it means to be hooked up to the divine connection. You look it up in the lexicon. To be hooked up to a divine connection. How can you go through that? All I can say is I'm hooked up to the divine connection of the comfort of God. A divine connection. Get ready for this. When you love somebody, you know how you say you warmed up to that person? Well, when God says, I will comfort you, God is saying, God, the one who caught the roars of the waves, the one who split the sea, the God who spread the universe, this God who was bragging, this Almighty says, I'm not interested in how big I am. Just let me warm up to you. 
Let me, that's, this is the Hebrew. I want to warm up to you. Get comfortable around me. Get to know me. I'm going to share with you my deepest feelings. And I'm going to warm up to you. I'm going to be the fire that keeps you warm when you feel like the very life is being sucked out of you. I'm going to be the shade during the day when everything wants to adverse you and, and bring you down. If you allow me to, even in your pain, I want to warm up to you. I want to get close to you. I want to heal you. I want to bless you. I want to warm up to you that you know that nothing is going to separate you from my love. I want to warm up to you to where you'll feel the peace that passes understanding. Because when I say I'm going to comfort you, I'm going to change you inside out. When you experience my heart, then I'll heal your heart. I'm going to warm up to you. And you know, that doesn't happen automatically. You ever got a stray dog and it took a while for you to win its confidence and finally it warmed up to you after you kept give, showing it the food? But you keep praising God. You start warming up to the presence of the Holy of Holies. You start feeling more comfortable in the presence of the glorious, powerful God that your confidence is so strong that you know that anything I ask the Father, I've warmed up to God so much that I know, without a doubt, I know He hears me when I pray. And if I know that He hears me, I know I have the petitions of Him. I know He hears me and I know I have the petitions. I know that I've asked of Him because I have warmed up to the Heavenly Father and He said, anything you ask the Father in my name, I will give it to you. And that's comfort. So my mind is no more if it be thy will. My mind and heart and character is, Father, I know it's your will. I have a covenant and my elder brother Jesus is going to see to it that in our relationship, I have everything that pertains to life and godliness. Do you get this, church? It's the sweetest name. Glory to be God in the highest. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I went 35 minutes, but y'all forgive me, huh? Well, it's good. Just raise your hands and glorify your king. You've got enough words tonight that to just, you can praise him for redemption. You can praise him that the hand of the enemy has been proud loose. You can praise him that you have been freed from oppression. You can praise him that he has healed you. You can praise him that he has delivered you from the curse. You can praise him that he is the comfort, that he has warmed up to you, that he is revealing his deepest feelings to you through his word and through his spirit. Just receive it, every one of you. Receive it, because he loves you so deeply. When you feel lonely, he's going to warm up to you. When you feel overwhelmed with sorrow, he will warm up to you, his peace. He cares so deeply for you. He cares so deeply for you. The word says he cares so deeply, that he says if you just cast your cares upon him, just cast your cares upon him. He cares for you. So right now, wherever you, right there where you are, whatever cares you may have, whatever sorrow, whatever sighing, whatever brokenness of your heart that you may have, cast it upon the Lord right now. He's right there with you. Cast it upon him.
cast it upon you. Cast your cares upon the Lord because I know He cares for me. Cast it upon Him. Free yourself from burdens. Be free from oppression in the holy name of Jesus. And we give you praise and we give you glory in the holy name of Jesus. Just tell him, thank you for redeeming me, Lord. Thank you for paying the price for me, Lord. In Jesus' name, I praise you. Now, I guarantee you, I gave you over seven words tonight that if you'd wrote them down, you got a seven-day devotional to meditate on a redemptive word that will bring you up out of anything. He spoke his word, and the demon shrieked. You were given words tonight that can set you totally free forever because he's the cornerstone the beginning of your journey. You receive that? If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, you don't have Him as your Redeemer, right now just raise your hands and say, I need Jesus. Anyone at all here? Right there where you are. Anyone at all? I need Him as my Redeemer. If you're here, just, just raise your hand right there. Anyone at all? I need a Redeemer. I need a Savior. Anyone at all? Anyone at all? If you're saved and redeemed, shout Hallelujah glory be to God. Listen, we love you. We bless you. Please be here. Tuesday night's intercession, but be here Wednesday night. Just come and encourage us to flow and come and be here and be part of the church. We're so thankful you're part of the church. We're thankful to be part of the bride of Christ. We love you. We bless you. Bless one another. If you need prayer, we'll be here to pray with you. Anoint you with oil. We love you and we bless you. Have a blessed, favored week in Jesus' name. Be safe going home. His shadow of the Almighty over you. God bless you and we love you. Amen. God bless you.